feel like if I was a, a woman. Continue. Come on now. I'd have cracking tits. Do you? I, no, I reckon I would if I was a woman. Fuck off, do you? <laughs> genuine question i'm not trying to be I like i said i would if i was a woman and you went do you as if i actually oh. do have to you, yeah, like, do you think that oh yeah <laughs> you're so rude <laughs> i, I apologize you. to you and your cracking tits i was like here it, it, hypothetically if i were to have uh bob and vag i'd i'd you know i'd have a good a good pair based on what my current tits <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Doctor Who Rewind, an unofficial and unprofessional rewatch podcast where I, Katie, and my friend Tyrese... I'm a C-cup. <laughs> ...watch and discuss episodes of Doctor Who, starting with the revival in 2005. Once we complete that, we'll backtrack to the 60s and talk about classic Who. In between seasons, we'll discuss extended media, things like books, games, big finish audio adventures. How are we How today? How are we? The same as yesterday, except... I'm not talking, I'm talking to them. Oh. You know... The hypothetical them we have. The 12 thems. How are them feeling? The 12, the 12 thems that come to this video over the course of two weeks. Yeah. God, if this has 13 views within two weeks, I'm going to go fucking crazy. <laughs> like, no, more showed up. you got to turn someone away at the door. you got to be like, sorry, Doctor Who Rewind has faulted her. <laughs> no room at the end. <laughs> How do you feel about Boomtown? Boomtown makes me want to go to Cardiff. Is That's how I... I, I I've, whenever I watch this, I'm because we live in a shit town. Yes, nothing looks nice here. No, in fact, things look bad here. <laughs> things actively get worse. <laughs> yeah, like it's... if you look at a building and go, "That looks okay," it will gradually get worse before your very eyes. In the space of like ten seconds, you'll see it like a light change, but it's not. It's like a it's, time lapse. It's, it, yeah, it's like the bricks will get crustier and some moss will grow between them just because you said it looks semi okay. Yeah, and this made me go like, "I'd love to visit Cardiff. It looks all nice and." Looks like there's a good good amount to do. Case in point, there's a shawarma shop that I really like that's in town. Um, and then I walked past it the other day, and it had literally just been good. I mean, and like say no you more. You know, yeah, that that's our town. Wounding. We we I hate it here. <laughs> I was gonna say we hate it here. <laughs> then I was gonna be like, I can't speak for her, but I hate it here. I hate it here, but I have a very sick sense of pride about being here. Yeah, I've noticed that about a lot of people in this town, and that's so strange to me. It's that- My brother's the same. He's like, oh, I can never wait to come home. And I'm like, I understand it because it's home, I guess. But like, aside from our house, the rest of the town is shit. Yeah. We should go to Boomtown instead. Let's go to Boomtown instead. What happens this week, Katie? I will tell you. In present day Cardiff, we see scientific advisor Mr. Cleaver, played by William Thomas, telling the new mayor of concerns with a nuclear power plant seemingly built to explode. She asks Mr. Cleaver if he's told anyone else about this, which he has not. However, instead of shutting down the project, the mayor reveals herself to be a Slitheen, Margaret Slitheen, and kills him. Elsewhere, the doctor arrives. The TARDIS needs a rift recharge, giving the gang a whole day to hang out and relax. Mickey arrives, coming to bring Rose a passport she asked for. While enjoying a meal, the doctor sees the news that Margaret Slitheen is the new mayor of Cardiff. However, Margaret seems to have changed as when reporter Kathy, played by Molly Harries, confronts Margaret about a series of suspicious deaths, she's unable to kill the girl after hearing about her family and her unborn child. The Doctor and company arrive at City Hall and Margaret reveals she teleported away from Downing Street when the rest of her family was killed. She is planning yet again to destroy the planet, this time with a nuclear reactor meltdown, which she will escape from on her extrapolator, a special time and space surfboard. 
Obviously, the doctor will not stand for this and threatens to take her back to Raxcorico Fallopatarius, but she insists she will be executed on her return. The doctor and Rose also take note of the name of the power plant, Blyde Droog, Welsh for Bad Wolf. Jack takes the extrapolator back to the TARDIS to help refuel faster. Rose and Mickey go for a drink, including some mixed signals and jealousy, and the doctor takes Margaret out to her favourite restaurant for a last meal, where she tries and fails to gain sympathy from him. A large earthquake causes the gang to reassemble at the TARDIS. Margaret reveals that this was her plan the whole time. The extrapolator was meant to draw in someone with advanced technology, and now with it wired into the TARDIS console, it has the power to tear the rift apart. Margaret grabs Rose with a slitheen arm, offering to trade her life for the extrapolator. However, the heart of the TARDIS is opened and Margaret looks into the light. She tells the Doctor thank you as her skin suit falls to the floor and the TARDIS console is sealed again. They find an egg containing young Margaret that the Doctor will take back to Raxacorico Fallopatorius in order to give her a second chance. The Doctor, Rose and Jack prepare to deliver the egg, realising Mickey has gone, but Rose lets him leave this time. You know how venomous I am. That it, like, I actually almost... I was... I, I almost sat all the way up just to to stay and you were like oh mixed feelings and jealousy rose can fuck off this week i'm telling you no don't look at me like that she can fuck off i have maybe a little bit of rose defense that she can no you like. can fuck off as well <laughs> six months have passed since we yeah, last we get saw an the actual Slovene. timeline on this one yeah so do you think the doctor considers the present like, does he track Rose's age and he's like, oh, we have been doing adventures for roughly six months of her body clock. And so then we go six months from where we left Earth and that is how he tracks the present. That's the only way I can imagine he does it. Because otherwise there's um, no such thing as the present to him. Everything is just a different time. That's true. Well, I imagine that probably is how he sees it. But I don't think that he... I think there's probably like, you know, the TARDIS does it. I don't think he manually like yeah. does that. But yeah, that sounds about right to me. The, the the start of this episode, like like the initial like immediate shot, almost seems like this episode is trying to keep Margaret a secret, and then immediately is like he is Margaret. Yeah, right. It's like for people who've seen the other ones, it's almost like it's going. Do you know who this is? Why don't you guess? Like a Dora yeah, episode. Right. Like and then it cuts we've... and it's like you got it. We've already done like the the previously on Doctor Who, so they can't like yeah, you they know, can't hide that. Yeah, we know that this is going to be Slovene, but they just want to keep yeah. you in the dark for a little bit, right? And uh, it, it's it's fine, but I was just I was just sort of sitting there going, hmm, I wonder what this is for. I do think that what does happen after this, given you know context clues and prior knowledge and stuff, when you see the lights flickering, you go like, oh, I know what's going on. I know what's about to happen to this man. Yeah, and then because you don't really fully see the Slovene immediately, do you? No, it you just the, kind you of You get the like, head zip, the flicker, and then you see the approach afterwards, and it's like, guess what's going I on? I think it's very almost a jump scare. It's better than the other jump scare in this episode that I would not consider the a jump, other scare jump scare at all. Well, oh, yeah. it, clearly it's not that much of a jump scare if oh, I don't even yeah. know which one you mean. No, it's it's not. It's like an in-episode jump scare. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, this this guy, Mr. Cleaver, is like standing in the doorway, and then it's it's like, I think the Slitheen, it. I think it screams and then you see it. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's very, very close to a jump scare. Yeah. For for for, for Doctor Who, jump scares aren't aren't often a thing. Yeah. And I can't think of any, like... 
Um, like outside of Weeping Angels, nothing like immediately springs yeah. to mind for Doctor Who jump scares, to be honest. But Weeping Angels are living jump scares and fuck them. That's true. Fuck them all the way. Oh, um, there's that one. I'm sure it's, uh, what you call it, in Rise of the Cybermen, Age of Steel, that two-parter, where they find the Cybermen in the cooling tunnels. Oh, and they all... Yeah, and then yeah. like you see it, and they're like, oh shit, the Doctor's like, it's okay, it's just dormant. Yeah, don't touch that. Yeah. Don't, hey, don't touch that. Oh, imagine you've got a row of uh, like just completely malfunctioning and not working Cybermen, and each one of them has a sticky note that says wet paint. <laughs> Oh shit! You know, like when you're a kid and you go yeah. past a fence and you're like dun 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 on the bars. I'd be like, like that oh, with the Cybermen. Yeah. Walk walk out with a silver hand. <laughs> like, oh shit! Rose actually looks legitimately good in this episode. I was I've I mean I, I I there's no point in me saying it now, but I do have a note to like do a fit check. Yep. I think this is one of the mo- most recognizable. I think so as well. For Which her. is weird. I think when I see this one, I'm like. Oh, this is this is her outfit, or like yeah. one of her outfits, other than like when she's wearing like pink or whatever. But I'm like, this yeah, is, like I think it's you know you. the classic like the outfit from Rose with like the the, the pink like tracky yeah. top and like jeans and that. That's pretty recognizable. This one is also recognizable, which like I say is weird because I don't think anything like hugely notable happened in this episode for this to be like a super recognizable one. I think it's just no, good. That's, I was that's what I was thinking, but I was like, I think it's also it's it's of its time, but there's a bit of it. It's like. You, I, if I saw someone wearing something like yeah. that now, I wouldn't be like, what I would be the like, oh hell? my god, that's so 2005 of you. Yeah. I, I also like that this uh, is, as when it says six months later, if you do go back and watch the Slitheen two-parter, it is, it is roughly summerish time, summer spring. Yeah. So putting this, you know, they they do mention how cold it is in this episode. Yeah, Rose wears a scarf. Yeah, I mean, so so putting it in there. And then thinking, well, you know, the next time we are on Earth, it's for a Christmas special. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense that that, that amount of time has passed an extra few months. I like that. I'm happy with it. Is this when Mickey comes in? Yes. Mickey is like, Mickey is like our guys who he's like, oh, I'm going to... He gets off, off at the station and and then he goes to the TARDIS and, and the Doctor's an arsehole to him immediately. <laughs> it's, it's very funny to me that this is like the, the, the shot of like, you know, just like Mickey getting off the, the train. Yeah. And then um like heading over and stuff. And it's like when when we were watching this episode, he's supposed to be like, Oh my god, Mickey. Yeah. And we're like, oh yeah. This guy. Normal guy's back. Yeah, he heads over to the TARDIS. For to give Rose a passport. Give Rose a passport. She does a, a, a and I know I've mentioned it before and I'm going to keep mentioning it, I don't care. Uh Rose does a lot of tongue stuff in this scene. Yeah, she, she is she like she does. She's like just playing I'm like, Okay, cool, have a conversation though. Between between biting your own tongue or tasting your own teeth, I don't know which order or which way you're doing that, but enjoy it. She's doing something. He is my first problem. Okay, so Mickey is is bringing her her, her passport. passport. Cool. He has to bring it to her. You've got a fucking teleporting box, and I don't mean like oh yeah, but they have to charge it. Wait till it's charged and go home. Yeah. Oh my god, just go get it. This man has gone on a train <laughs> to Wales yeah. from London. <laughs> And like, to give you a passport. The thing... And he, he is the worst part. I don't want to jump ahead too much. She doesn't need it. What's the point? How whipped is this man? Is, that though, he's like, I'll get on a train, yes. He he, he gives he gives her the passport. She takes the passport. Oh, yeah, I got a passport. What if I go to Brazil? Cool, go to Brazil. Do whatever it is you want, Rose. Come to Brazil. 
Come to Brazil. Come to Brazil. Come to Brazil. Rose goes to Brazil because Mickey brought her a passport. Then 20 minutes later, she goes, I didn't need my passport. He's freezing his ass off. He spent money on trains. Okay. And he doesn't even go, the fuck? I have a counterpoint to this, which is Mickey actually does this. Cannot believe it. Mickey does this. Like, think of the person who you are most down bad for. And then imagine that they were like, hey, would you travel miles? Because Rose won't reimburse him for this trip, I'm sure. Oh, not at all. Because she's got no money, right? She's been unemployed now and he's for been at least seeing six Trisha, And he's been seeing Trisha Delaney. Exactly. So they're not going to go shagging. So like, like, if anyone asked me to do this, I don't care like how into you I am. I'm just going to go, no. Come back and get it. Why did you go traveling without a passport? I don't think any, like, obviously this is not a realistic thing. Yeah. At all. But fuck if it don't make me mad. Fuck if it don't, doesn't just, just... Imagine if, like, she just she just never got that passport. And then, like, you know, we cut ahead, like, a season. Yeah. And she's on, um... I don't know. She's on... She's getting kicked out of countries and shit. Yeah. <laughs> she's on New Earth. And then someone comes over and they're like, can I, can I see your passport? Well, here's the thing. And she's goes, like, ah, she, funny story. If she goes to New Earth, you know, America, and they ask for a passport, what the hell in the far, far future... Is this old, you know, the, the pleathery, horrible passport going to do? What's it'd it going like, to achieve? It'd be like trying to pay for something now with a shilling, wouldn't it? Where they'd just be like, ha ha, very funny. Where's the actual one, though? Yeah, I'm sick of being bullied for that, to be fair. Yeah, I like my coins. Sorry. I'm not actually a coin collector. If you do collect coins, happy for you. You've got those <laughs> Sherlock 50 pences. Because we don't want to alienate all of the coin collectors in our audience. Well, here's the thing. Like, make fun of stamp and coin collectors all you want. I also collect weird shit. We all just collect shit differently. Some of us are hoarders. Some of you just collect everything. That's what that is. Yeah. So, like, I don't give a shit if you collect stamps and coins. I collect fucking Lego. At least coins are worth something. I'm like, oh, plastic. My mum's friend in America collects... um, I mean, I assume she's finished the collection now because this was over 10 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, um, like a, a quarter from every state. She wanted a quarter from every state. Oh. And I remember we'd gone to, like, Disney and I came back from Disney and she's like, <laughs> she was like, oh, can I look through all of your change? And I'm like, yeah, cool. Can Go I look for through, it. Can I look through all your change, please? <laughs> I found two cents in my office the other day. There is a bit here that kind of does make me feel real sad for Mickey. Are you going to be the Rose Defender this episode? I mean, I will defend her as much as I think she deserves. Okay. I'm not going to be a Rose apologist. I'll allow it. But there is there is one part, you know, where she's like, oh, I'm, I'm prepared for anything. Da, 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 da. Mickey's like, sounds like you're staying then. And then like, I think he yeah. looks at Rose and then Rose looks at the doctor. And then he's like, oh, so anyway, what are you guys doing in Cardiff? And who's this guy? And like something about like, you know, the little silence between those two things that he says is so sad to me. I'm like, oh, Mickey. Well, when Mickey walks in, I don't know if you noticed this, the doctor shoots him a look. This little angry sort of jealous. He does, yeah. He, he turns around, he's on his little ladder, he's doing, he's doing, you know, doctory things. I don't know, he's giving the TARDIS a fucking prostate exam, whatever it is. But he turns around and he shoots Mickey a look as if to be like, oh, great, you're, you're like here. this guy. Don't take Fucking Ricky's me. back again. It's really, it's, it, I, I just sort of, I'm like, dude, you, I would, think, you would outlive her by a country mile. I think that by the end of World War Three, I think that all of the doctor's feelings towards Mickey at this point, it is just pure jealousy and spite, right? Cause Which like, is weird. I mean, I do, I, I think that, I mean, in its next season, Rose and Mickey's relationship as probably more platonic and a bit more friendly oh, than yeah. it is romantic is is really good. It's like so much better to see them well, two this, as friends this than is it is the like end this. 
right? Oh, yeah. The thing is, though, I think, like, Rose would be so easy to get over because she just disappears and no one speaks about it because, like, you can't really, can you? You can't be like, oh, yeah, my, you know, how's Rose doing? Oh, she's in space. <laughs> like, you How know. is she? Oh, she's in the vacuum. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, Jack's man out of time trying to figure out 21st, 21st century, century slang? slang. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty wonk. <laughs> That's, he's like that's no cheesy is that good or bad that's bad but bad is good right yeah. and <laughs> and i kind of wish they'd kept his man out of time act going for a bit longer because it's it's so good to see him try and like figure out what's good and what's bad it's more than just slang that that would apply to i like the idea that he you know kind of like you get the whole thing where when people are frozen from the past then you get the whole wow, this is like yeah. brave new world. Do you know what I would the Steve think Rogers would, effect? Yeah, I think it would be really funny to have a reverse of that where he's just so far from the future that it would be like, oh whoa, what's this? What's this little thing? It's like a phone. He's like, ah, that's so dumb. Do you know when when um time travelers? I, I think there's a bit like this in Back to the Future Three where Doc has like a, a briefcase full of money from different times. Yeah, and it's all labeled like you know 1800s, 19 and all that stuff. Imagine if they had that, but it was phones. And so they pull it out, and it's got like a flip Nokia and like a Nokia brick, which is like all one unit yeah then they've got like the original iphone and then like an iphone a 14 yeah. <laughs> yeah. you start getting to the you start know, getting the bbms future. off yeah. the doctor <laughs> ping me ping ping me fuck off <laughs> oh ping me that rose would have had a blackberry oh she would have pinged everyone on bbm <laughs> oh, she'd she just... been like oh just to just to rattle someone's pocket yeah which isn't just a cause... euphemism but i like it as a euphemism <laughs> you want to rattle her pocket yeah I can't not think of it of a euphemism now. Thank you so much. Like, I wasn't even considering it. And then you were like, it's not a euphemism. I'm like, fuck, no, I can only think of it as a euphemism. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, I thought you were laughing at something else. No. Just just the rattling of the pocket. Yeah. Got you. Um, I'll tell you what I love, though. I love, like... Little the, the little like the into te- time yeah. and space. The team like, TARDIS chant is what I've got it down as, and I'm like, this is the most cheesy. Oh, fine, I but- have it is the secret space and time handshake. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta learn how handshake before you join the club. You know when Mickey's kind of just stood there. And well, he-, he says it. He's like, oh my god, you look, you all think you you're all so think clever. Like, That's what other people think when me and you talk. Like when <laughs> when they hear me and, and you talk, and we're talking utter shit in a <laughs> pub, and no one else is laughing, but me and you are like falling off our chairs. <laughs> we're like at the pub, we're like, ah, Ukraine, I barely in, and I'm like, ah, tell another, that's so funny, and I didn't pay a cent. <laughs> when they leave, I think this is the first uh, full explanation of the chameleon circuit we get. Yes, uh, and it's 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 a good little bit of. Because it, it, it doesn't feel like here's a thing you've missed out. It just feels like a here's a little bit of trivia. Yeah. About the TARDIS. TARDIS trivia. Ooh, TARDIS trivia. The thing as well that I think is like weirdly like out of character, but in a way that I'm totally fine with, is how Mickey is the one who's like, wait, what? You can't just leave the TARDIS. And then the doctor like explains it to him. And he just explains it to him just like normally. He doesn't take any opportunities to get in any little digs or anything. He's just like, I'm going to tell you a thing that you don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, more of that energy, please, doctor. Yeah, and then and then he immediately goes back to to insulting Mickey when he's like, Mickey, people yeah. just walk past it, move on. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, did, did, you could have said that nice. It's like, oh, no one ever really takes notice of it. It's you know, now it's stop your nagging. Let's go and explore. There you it, go. It, you know, it sits in your peripheral vision, and you walk past it, and and you you probably would think it was just some bit of modern art. Like, don't you think it's funny now that not a single person, uh, well, 
the majority of people now, if they did see a bl- a big blue police box set in the middle of a town square, would probably be like, oh, TARDIS. Well, I mean, I, I used to get that from like regular, you know, red form boxes. boxes. Yeah. You would see that and be like, that's what the TARDIS is sort of based around is the old versions yeah. of those. And then, you know, they're not. But <laughs> that's wrong. But but as a kid, I'd be like, oh, it's a similar thing. TARDIS. Human-sized box. Man box. TARDIS. It's a standy uppy coffin is what it is. There was there was a TARDIS not long ago, you know, where we live. There was there was some guy from the BBC and I was on a break at work. And I went down there, and um, there's some pictures somewhere, I think. When was this? Oh, like some years ago. Oh, right, years ago. This is Margaret's little meeting, her big meeting room, right? This is. I don't have many sort of notes for this, but when she says, it will glow, that's the most moustache-twirly Bond villain delivery of a line ever. She's like, it will glow. And I'm like, okay, Maggie. She's just a little foreshadow as well, doesn't she? A toast to the future. And believe me, it will glow. Oh, makes sense now. Yeah. I'm stupid, me. Um, Just before this as well, this is like absolutely not a thing that I think is worth talking about, but it really tickled me. So, yeah, Mickey says to, to Jack, like, oh, what are you, Captain of the Innuendo Squad? And he pulls up the whatever. Yeah. The, like, he fully does the... And, uh, and, and there's like a recoil to it. There's like a faucet and then he, he like drifts. He hits him with the... <laughs> whatever. You know. Whatever. Hits him with a whatever major loser and then they move on. It's so rude. So rude. It's really funny and I'm going to choose to believe that now in like the 51st century, you know, if like someone says something, you don't, you don't like stick a finger up at them. Yeah. You, just, like, you just whatever them. Uh, with your, with your, thumb, them. Your, your thumbs and your fingers. And yeah. Yeah. Margaret is in this meeting and she is... Um, She's like approached by a reporter. Yeah. Kathy Salt. Her she name is... has basically been doing a lot of killing. Is what we learn. Yeah. And, and this report lady is like, you know, she's she's figuring it out and she's putting the pieces together because uh, Maggie Slavine is just really, really bad uh, at covering her own tracks. And she clearly intends on killing this woman. Yes. But one of, the, one of the kills is she was like, it was foggy. I couldn't possibly hit the brakes. So in six months of you, or possibly more, because we learn in Aliens of London they might have been here a while and then they staged the crash after infiltrating yeah. enough. In six months or more, she learned to drive. She learned to drive. She like like <laughs> like skinned a woman and then was like, ah, oh, the automobile. I must learn. This and then has gone and learned, not only learned to drive, passed her test. Got a car. <laughs> bought a car, insured so, it. So she would have um, had to have then worked like at yeah. least a little bit to like get the money to buy this car. <laughs> she also says that she has a flat. And I mean, I don't know what like, it's like, you know, um, for mayor's game. Like, I don't know how that works mm. in terms of like, you know, do they provide some, I don't know. Yeah, for you. But, you know, she's done all of this as well. So here's the thing. There was an entire team of European safety inspectors, which she says, she says they were French and danger explosives was only written in Welsh. How is that her problem? Um, And then the Cardiff Heritage Committee, uh, the electrocution of that swimming pool was put down to natural (laughs) wear and tear. Natural wear Um, and tear. The architect... Uh, to which Margaret says, it was raining, visibility was low, my car couldn't stop. And then we go at the start of the episode with Mr. Cleaver. And Margaret says, he slipped on an icy patch. And Kathy goes, he was decapitated. And she says, it was very a very icy, icy patch. <laughs> <laughs> and this reporter lady is just like, all right, okay. The sure. part of this that is so good is it's not even just a case of like, oh, we found them all, you know, with like yeah. uh, like stab wounds, like slash wounds, like, you know, from like a Slitheen claw. That's she's not what putting together all. like 
literal like James Bond villain plans. She's she's to off these people. You you know, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Anyways, you know how like saw traps used to be like you could get out of them and you would yeah. learn something. To they're just murdering now. There's no way out, and if there is a way out, you are you know the grievous bodily harm done to you is going to completely alter the way that you live. Regardless, <laughs> Amanda Young would love, Ma- love Margaret Slavine. <laughs> <laughs> Put her in a bear trap and want to be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, think of the you know the gunk that would come out of a slitheen from that face being ripped open. Oh, no. That's rancid. So they go to the bathroom. All girls go together. All girls together. Which is really cool to me that uh, you know Maggie Slitheen has like you know steeped herself in spoon, in the culture in, in spoons culture <laughs> to be like oh girlies yeah, let's like, go to the toilet together. Good, can you imagine? She's like, oh, can you help me unzip? And and like you're like, oh, thinking someone's in like a bodysuit. And she just raises her hair. Pulls her fringe back. <laughs> yeah. She just pulls her fringe back and she's like, oh, I'm going to She's like, what, what, are you do- what are you doing around there? What are you, what, <laughs> what are you doing? About? This bathroom is is terrifying, right? This is a pretty creepy bathroom. Not, not only is it creepy, it's obviously like, I, I was going to say it's obviously not a bathroom, but like it really could be. Is it, it snowing? Snow break. Yeah, snowing. It's uh, snowing while we do this. I don't think it's going to lay. I think it's too wet, which is very sad because, you know. This is the not the only uh, CG shot in the episode, uh, but what do you think of the only CG, like, Slitheen shot we get? Because I think it looks great. Yeah, it does. I also Genuinely, think Genuinely, it looks the, amazing. The, um, like, physical, you know, the, the practical sort of effects that they use, the, the costume is actually dripping. I don't know if you noticed on the chin, there was mm-hmm. actual drips. She is shiny, she um, is wet. The one thing that I maintain is like a, a favourite thing I have about the Slitheen, I think it always looks good, are the yeah. like um, deflated skin suits. Yeah. Like after they take the skin suits off and, and they you know fall. they Yeah, or like they hang them up or something. I'm like, obviously this is like a practical thing and it looks awesome. But it probably would be like really difficult to do as well. Like how would you... I imagine it's Manage that. it's rubber probably, right? Yeah. Or but, not like but, you but know. The, I mean like the painting of it, the getting the texture on the inside of like the scalp lines and the yeah. you know what I mean? Because it looks fleshy inside it too. It does. Just to make sure that on camera it looks My good. thing that I wanna know is the logistics of the Slitheen getting back into the suit. Yeah. Cause like they unzip and then they just like pull it down and then step out of it. Do we I wonder if you ever see something like that in Sarah Jane because I don't remember fully, but you don't remember Sarah Jane as much as No, me anyway, I don't. So. Um I know that they do scenes where they'll cut and it's like partially back on okay. and then they'll be pulling it up from the rest of the way, but yeah. like obviously that's CG as well. Kathy Salt is the first person who notices anything being freaky about Slitheens. Oh yeah, she's like, is the light, is the voice and, and notices everything that's going wrong here. Yeah. What do you think of that little conversation? You know how we had like a bit of Dalek sympathy before? I have like maybe it's just because they've got those like no, no, big I eyes. I think like I think that the the point of this episode is for that because you the doctor doesn't see this side of Margaret really no. ever. So even when even when she is still doing evil things and the doctor knows that she is doing evil things, we don't ever see the doctor doesn't ever understand that like no she's actually had some sort of like existential crisis whilst on earth of like do i just domesticate myself well the doctor Is, says do i just settle in this life the doctor says something to her about like later on yeah about because she tells him about this moment where she let this woman go she doesn't kill her and the doctor says something about like you know oh maybe you know every so often you let one of them go and then you like feel yeah. better about yourself i guess because he gives like a couple of reasons and he's like oh you know someone had a nice smile or like someone begged yeah 
like she's legitimately like mourning right like she, she's, she's mourning and she sees herself like in this woman yeah. and she's like i can't kill you and i think purposefully she's on her own to to say to the audience hey this isn't performative she actually this is a genuine emotion she's got nothing to lose here or yeah there's no stakes for way. killing or not killing this woman and i think it's a good subversion of like of an audience member who has seen slaveen sees the beginning of the episode and is like oh she's gonna kill again and then she doesn't i think that's awesome to to have that to, to pull that away from the audience being like you know people want to see action almost constantly especially like at least at least now people want to see action constantly oh, yeah. so you take that away and it makes audience members go like, oh, this is this is something new. This is something different. Yeah, like, yeah, when she's sat there and she's talking about her brothers and she, <laughs> she's she got those, like, big sad Slitheen eyes that like, kind of look like, um, and those like wet puppy dog eyes. Blink. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel for her. I feel for little Mags. <laughs> little Mags? Yeah. Maggie is the ferocious beast. Oh, that show was so good. I always wanted... Great googly moogly. <laughs> Imagine that, but in a Slovene voice. This is when we go to a cafe. Yeah, which... <laughs> the thing is, so much of this episode is just, just a hangout episode, it is, and it I really love is. it so much. It's so nice to just... But but you've also got like to remember that this is the before the finale now. Yeah, this and is the breather moment, This is like right? the, the calm before the storm yeah. sort of, of event that we're getting. Is like, oh, this isn't... Because it's not a... Whilst it's high stakes, it's not very high stakes. It's just like yeah, I think it's very. I mean, you know, it's on Earth. Would we ha- we have been domesticated? Well, I think as... the thing as well is that Margaret's plan in this episode, yeah, is the same plan that the Slitheen have. Blow the world, yeah, up. blow the world up. It, like you know, irradiate it, sell it. Yeah, they couldn't pull that off with like about what nine or ten Slitheen, if not more. Yeah, yeah. And that was just against. I mean, I know Big Barry at the Chariot was already there, but like. She wasn't. She wasn't doing much. Like you know, it's pretty much the Doctor and Rose going to stop like ten Slitheen from doing this plan that is already in motion. In this case, we have one Slitheen with this like super team of companions. Yeah, who is like doing this on her own. I don't think you ever think she's going to pull it off even for a second. No, no. So it's like although it is like a big world-ending thing, you never think the big world-ending thing is going to happen. No, no, of course not. And and especially you know, of all the planets you're going to get rid of, Earth, it's not one of them. It's it's just it's obviously not going to be one of them. It's it's the only way to ground this show every now and then. Do you think that they ever could do that? Get rid of Earth. Um. Yes, but they'd have to bring it back. Oh yeah, of course. If they did what they did with um with the stolen Earth, where you know you have that moment of we're in the same place. It's the Earth that's been moved. Yeah. Obviously, within about ten fifteen minutes, they have found it. <laughs> But if if it wasn't, if it was actually difficult to find as like a season arc or half a season arc, if it was like split into you know A and B, that would I think that would work. Yeah. But you know you couldn't get rid of it. Uh, I think it would time. be interesting anyway, because then I feel like then you open it up to you, the Doctor has to pull yeah. companions from elsewhere. And that's true. I have said it before. I will say it again. Doctor, please stop taking people from Earth, like present day Earth. Yeah. Like I know it's the most relatable thing to an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Stop doing that. Please, just pull someone out of time. In this scene, everyone... I'm going to say everyone. Rose was already. The Doctor, at least, is much more okay with Jack. There has clearly been some and relationship... And Mickey yeah. as well. Well, there's clearly been some relationship building between them and Jack, mostly behind the scenes, because Jack was very self... At least it was selfishness that was the driving yeah. factor for him before. And, and now, now I think... 
we see the dangerous adventures of the Doctor. What you don't see, you do see at the end of season two, actually, uh, there are adventures that aren't always dangerous. Yeah. And they give an example of that at the end of season two, where we see the dangerous ones as an audience, but there are plenty sprinkled, other sprinkled between fun ones, where yeah. nothing bad happens. They just visit a place it's just and it an goes, explore, yeah? yeah, and it goes nicely. So there's clearly been some of those happening with just Jack and Rose, and that's why they, one, need to refuel, and two, why they're probably all a bit more like i don't think each other. either that i need to see jack's full journey or no, arc or anything no. i think i get the gist i like, think now. what they did is they went oh he's actually really charismatic let's make him more likable yeah. okay which is fine and it works because like, he is he is like you know he's a likable character clearly <laughs> yeah they're all at the table laughing letting him lead a story which mickey finishes somehow <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just sort of knows the anecdote i suppose and the doctor is absolutely bald and laughing Oh, he yeah, is, oh, he's loving it. Time of his life. Him and uh, Billy Piper, I mean, all all four of them are, like, you know, great actors, but him and Billy Piper, their laughs actually seem, like, super genuine. Yeah. Well, I imagine this is probably one of those th- those things, right, where they were like, we'll just set you guys up in this scene. Yeah. Just talk some shit, get comfortable. You know, like, it feels very genuine, and I like that. That's fun to me. You know where... <laughs> You know where my sympathy goes in this episode? Where? All, all of my sympathy, and I mean every ounce of it, goes to this man that the Doctor just snatches the newspaper okay. from. Okay, right. First of all, don't talk about this newspaper because I have something to say about this newspaper. Okay. Infuriates uh, no, me. But he, but he takes it. And, right, did, did you keep your eye on the old man? No. Right, where's your fucking remote? I'm doing this. I'm showing you. Okay? We're, we're doing this now. Right. Live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Lad. That man's face. He does look incredibly sad. <laughs> like he doesn't. Even, <laughs> that man's got no fight left. <laughs> He's like, all right. <laughs> he was like, just gonna go to a coffee shop. You I'm know, just gonna read a newspaper. You know how they say that. And like, he looks away. Do you <laughs> see the way he like? He looks at the doctor longingly, like that man's got my newspaper. And the doctor starts talking, and he looks away into the corner, like, well, I'm not getting that back. You know and how my heart um, goes up to him. How like they say, just I mean, just as a general rule, like just be nice to people. It's not hard. Yeah. But like you know how they always say as well, like you should be nice to people because you never know what they're going through and all this kind of stuff. The doctor does the opposite of this. In this, in this rips scene. the newspaper from the man. Okay, no, here's my thing about the newspaper. Him up. Is so the scene before this when we were in City Hall, right? Yeah. And um, it, Margaret like walks in to do the, and she she, puts she a hand throws up. a hand up, and then they snap the picture, and then that's the picture that they use on the front of that paper. It's the only picture they have of her, right? How quickly did they print that paper? This has been. Oh, it's the same day. It's the same day. Oh, it's the same day. They, they, they take this picture of her, and then in the, ne- oh, in the next scene, this picture idiot. of her is immediately printed in the paper. And I thought, maybe this is supposed to be before. She's wearing the same outfit. It's not. It's the same day. Oh, is this... Is this you checked? You checked all this? I did, yeah. Oh my God. And the thing is as well, like, <laughs> I don't imagine that Slitheen, like, you know, I think with the skin suits, probably what they do is they put the clothes on the skin suit and then they change into other clothes. Yeah. So it's not just like, this is the one skin suit she has to wear all the time. No, it's just the same picture. So some guy at, like, the fucking Cardiff Gazette is just like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Scrambling really, to get the shit really out in trying time. Trying to get the, the, the paper out to people. So they go to City Hall. Oh, before we get to there, oh. I just want to say, because I'm really hung up on this old man. <laughs> uh, I think, because it wouldn't have taken anything from the episode and it would have been nice, there should have been a, a really quick doctor walking back over. Just not, he doesn't have to like, crouch down and have a conversation. Just puts it on the table, hands it to him and he's like, thanks for that. And then walks away. Yeah. That's all I want. 
Use some fucking... If you're going to rip the man's fingernails out of his hands whilst trying to grasp at this paper, right, the least you can fucking do Skip is give him it back. Or buy your own. It's 20 fucking pence for a newspaper. And this was like and 2005. Are... It was probably way cheaper then. <laughs> and they're fucking everywhere. You don't even need to buy one. Just go to a... Just go to a newsagent. Calling this they old have ma- them outside, right? This old man's like, Henry. I'm calling him Henry. He is... Uh, okay, so here's the thing. They go to City Hall and Jack gives like a rundown about the Slitheen. Yeah. Um, do you think that Mickey has a similar thing in this moment that Rose did in Dalek? You know, when she goes into Van Staten's museum and she's like, oh my God, that's a bit of Slitheen. Do you think that Mickey is then like, oh my God, like I know Slitheen. I can do Slitheen. Oh, oh. He's yeah, like, like, these the, are the ones that I know. Um, I'd, I think he'd be annoyed and be like, how oh, come I always get the fucking Slitheen? <laughs> How come I'm always? He's like, oh wait, mate, you're out here taking roast. A woman what? wept, and I have to do fucking always repeat. Always the Slitheen. What the fuck? Always the big green farty shitting fucking. <laughs> do you think that the first time like Mickey ever comes on any other adventure with them, he's like, oh, they have different kinds. Like he goes <laughs> to a planet, and he's like, whoa. He's like, oh, other fi- ones. He's like, oh, finally, new aliens. It's the Blatherine. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, fuck. <laughs> I wanted the Dalek. How do you know about the Daleks? The what? They invade in five years. <laughs> That's how. What do you say? One of my favourite parts of this, you know, the phone shot that ready, and oh, they all oh, yeah. and they all in order bring their phones up to to match. That's such a cool shot. Present arms and then yeah, everyone like the, the, pulls out a phone. The the drift of focus through all the way up into the end is so good. Did Jack and the Doctor then? No, because Jack obviously has his has his case briefcase of phones from throughout yeah, history. From, from throughout history. But like, where did the Doctor get that phone from? He's on burners, player. No more questions. Yep, he's on burners. Yeah. Could imagine if the master was like a, a an, an intergalactic temporal drug lord. He is the one who knock. He is the one who knock on Tardis. He is the one who knock four times. He's <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> I missed it. I fucked up. I coulda. I couldn't. I really couldn't. I really <laughs> genuinely couldn't have done that. <laughs> I am the danger. I am the one who knocks four times. I'm the one who knocks, 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 knocks. <laughs> Are you okay? Knocks, knocks, collapses. <laughs> okay, but Harold Saxon Master as Walter White and his wife Lucy as Skylar. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's about right. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, sort of. Uh, In the fact comparison. that she's a blonde woman, that's like entirely what I'm basing this on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I'm not a Skylar hater. Because, you know, I'm not dumb. Uh, I love this. Tell her the Doctor would like to see her. Just that. Yeah. Just the Doctor. The Doctor. And then it goes quiet. Like, there's not even background music. And you just hear the cup, like, shattering or whatever. You know, the only thing that would be if there was, like, the cat screech sound as well. <laughs> or you hear the window shatter afterwards. You hear the cup You hear the cup placed down, the window shatter, and she's, like, throwing a chair through it. <laughs> I was going to do something there, but I almost guarantee that copyright will not let us do it. Yeah, don't. But I was going to glass shatter, and then you see a... And then, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. I do not care. By the way, this guy, this... Um, Receptionist. Yeah, I just want to... Because, like, he is not in my plot summary. Yeah. Because this was a very, very quick one to summarise. And the thing is, this episode as well is very light on characters. Yeah, it's mainly this, like, the five cast. And Jack's not even in it too much because he gets relegated to the to the TARDIS, uh, uh, you know, after a... Um, I think part of this was to shoot Empty Child episodes, like, parts of that episode as well. I think that's why. Oh, to have him on set for... Well, that mean. Surely these last five must have all been in the same block of filming then, there because is, he's in those um, twelve. Give me a second to find it, because I didn't. I didn't think it was hugely worthwhile putting down as trivia, because it's really not. But, yeah. Um, 
I think maybe for season two, we should find out what was filmed in what blocks. The diner scene between the Doctor and Margaret is filmed in January at, um, in you know the Cardiff restaurant before the rest of the episode was filmed. Christopher Eccleston filmed that scene while Billy Piper and John Barrowman were filming Empty Child because uh, of a scheduling conflict with Annette Badland. Oh. So there you go. Well, that, that makes sense because they've got scenes together alone as well, don't they? Jack yeah. and Rose. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, That's okay. Anyway. <laughs> detour aside yeah we've got yeah we've got like the four main cast members yeah. obviously um and then we have like mr cleaver and kathy as well and then there is uh, idris hopper who is this receptionist played by alad pedrick and then alan rusko has a credit as well for the slitheen oh yeah in costume yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and and that's everyone who that's like all of the main cast who was credited in this episode i mean i mean you don't need money which is a good thing to as well because it proves you don't need you know eighty thousand characters to tell a good story oh absolutely not you know just because it's not as standout as you know the last two were which is it's great that this is like the falling action between one two part and another yeah which is like the breath of fresh air, and then you go to to the you know bad wolf and parting of the ways this episode is a palate cleanser. And I love it. It's yep. great. Uh, uh, the One of my favourite uh, quotes, because obviously she tries to get out the window, Yeah, is uh, Slitheen heading north. <laughs> Slitheen heading north. On the north. phone. Slitheen heading north. And I was like, okay, let's go. And... It's the, she's climbing out the window, isn't she? Yes, yes she is. Yes, yes, she is. Yeah. Um, so everyone everyone begins this chase and of Margaret. I know where you're going with this, I think. Um, you... Yeah, I'm going two places with this. The first is I do not care how much Idris gets paid. He's going to tackle the doctor. He is going to like grab him. Gra- he, he he goes, leave the mare alone. And then starts like grappling with And he's the like doctor. really shaken and like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, what? It's so good. Um, but no, the next thing that I'm going to say is, so we have this little chase sequence where, yeah. you know, the doctor, Rose, Mickey and Jack, they're all coming from their own places. And then um, there is like a woman uh, with like a cleaning trolley and Jack runs and vaults it. But you can see the springboard that he vaults off. Like if you look behind the yeah, trolley. Yeah, yeah. Go back, rewind the episode. I think it's probably like maybe 10, 15 minutes I think it's, in, I think it's less. like, yeah, it's about maybe 15 minutes in, I think. Yeah. But you can, you can see him go to springboard and it's not even like they've they've um tried to color it the same as the carpet yeah, or whatever's behind it it's just <laughs> it's this pale different. like beige looking and he and he it's... takes off you want to know a thing that i hate about this scene go on then i i hate how slapstick mickey is getting his little footies in the bucket and he walks out and i no, i'm just i'm not him i don't like it do you know what? i think it's kind of funny that's cute i'm not here for cute it's kind of camp you know and I think the Doctor Who should be camp all the time. That was the um, it's what was in the newspapers, wasn't it? Yeah. When it came back, the RTD was bringing back Doctor Who. It was it was either Doctor Who was camp or Doctor Who was gay. Was like headlines. Oh, that yeah. it's gay now, and it Do was like, well, <laughs> did you ever hear about the time Russell T Davies said that like that that like you know some I can't remember word for word, but it was something about like it, you know a lot of gay people like Doctor Who, mm-hmm. um, and then he was like, it's because they're cleverer and better than oh, like yeah, most yeah. people, and people I'm got sure actually like legitimately pissed off about it, and I'm like, <laughs> no, gay people are cleverer. And here's the thing: if he said that and it did piss you off, he got what he wanted exactly, and that makes me so happy. <laughs> like <laughs> everything that Russell T Davies does. 
I'm just like, yeah, man, you go. Like, it's my favorite thing. Support. It's my favorite thing to have, like a bunch of friends that are all like LGBTQ, like wh- whatever the fuck. Yeah. Because and it's not. It's <laughs> and it's genuinely because you like being the token straight man. <laughs> yeah. No, it's because I like being. I like being the one that is actually different. Yeah. You guys are all in a group, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more a case of just like because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter. The whole thing is it does not matter. No. It at doesn't. all. Yeah, Mickey's slapstickness uh, does bug me. I do think that um, Margaret Slodine, her run, but also her face when she's running, uh, is just like, I've been thwarted. When she um, gets teleported back and she's running towards the doctor, she has this face of like, God damn it. Yeah, we do a little end of the world call back here, which like... Oh, the teleporter. Kind of, yeah, when Rose, yeah, when Rose is like, the doctor's good with teleports. And, and I'm sitting there going, really, when? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, My favorite part about this scene is that, like, (laughs) Margaret Sladine is the mayor of Cardiff. And there is four people who, they don't look shady, but they don't look official. Yeah. Running around, chasing this woman on the streets outside of City Hall. (laughs) And just no one tries to stop them. Look, those four people are chasing the mayor. Yeah. Oh, she disappeared. Like, what? No, no one, absolutely no one, could, like, questions it. She's been atomized. Indra was like, I will try and wrestle this guy. But then he, the doctor got away. <laughs> like, he was just like, what? I'm going to go sit back down now? Like, either you're the most devoted, like, receptionist in the world. Or you're not. His next, his next receptionist job. He's like, I grappled the time, Lord. What did you do? <laughs> it's like, um, like, you know, personal, personal qualities and his, like, CV. Uh, this, when they... Like, arrest her, I guess. Yeah. Take her into the TARDIS. We, no, because we have a bit before this where they go back into City Hall. When she explains her evil power plant plan. Oh. Yeah, I don't have the setting. It's actually in that scene that I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's when, back in City Hall. When Mickey says, you're not even a she, you're a thing. I'm like, yeah. that's so rude. <laughs> I know. Like, come on. You would not survive in 2023. And this is the only reason. Ha-ha. Imagine. This is the only reason he wouldn't. So, what? Is there something that I don't... No, just hmm? no clock. In it. What about what do you do? What do you? So I don't know, but he's in he, the bin now. He's in the bin. Oh, put in one of those like. Yeah, he's in the bin. Put in like a spittoon noise. Ting. One of them. Go. Yeah. I'll just leave that in. Just me doing it. Thank you. Yeah, he is kind of rude to her, and the thing is, she hasn't like tried to kill them. Well, Rose also gets rude in this episode for us, as, as, as like in a similar way. Yeah, she does. To and be it fair, does, does my head in? I'm like, stop being so mean. You've met. Some of the weirdest aliens ever. Why are you getting picky now? Yeah. What's the point? Not great. What, so, what, have, you, what have you got to gain or lose from this? She, Wait, if you're Trisha Delaney. She tells the she tells them the plan, and we get a little uh, get a little thing here. Get a little bit of plot progression. A little bad bit wolfies. Of, bit of season arc little, stuff little, going little, on. Little, little bad wolfies. Yeah, you get a little little doomsday rose theme going on. Yeah, we do. Talking about like talking about Fly Droog. I like that song. And then it cuts to the doctor going, nah, coincidence. And then you just shrug it off. And it's like, come on, we got cool music. It definitely isn't a coincidence. Which, at least there you go, is a consistent part of the doctor's character. Never ignore a coincidence unless, of course, you're busy, in which case, always ignore a coincidence. When does he say this? Pandorica opens. I, I thought it was. Yep. I thought, I, th- I, th- I was going to say, that's a very Matt Smith thing to yeah. say. I think that might be word for word what he says as yeah, well. Yeah, um, and, and if it is... It's a very 11 sentence, that. <laughs> last week I was like, whoa, as if you quoted last week's episode. And then this time you're like, I'm going to jump ahead five seasons. Yeah. And I'm going to quote that then instead. He really does like snap out of it immediately, though, he's right? Like, Where he's like, yeah. ah, never mind. He does his little cheeky grin. He's like, no, it's cool. It's okay. 
Look at me. Because like, even Rose gets uh, concerned about it for a second. Oh, she well. looks. She looks terrified. Yeah, <laughs> rightfully so. <laughs> she, she's like, "Oh, he's got. He's gone all foreboding, prophecy mode. Are we about to die?" And then he's like, "That's fine." And then it cuts to her, and she's like, "Um, <laughs> okay. Um, maybe, maybe we should um look into. The- nope, it's fine. Who cares?" She also does a, a, a bit here where she's trying to say like Raxacorico Falopatorius. Yeah, she says a word, and they do a little yay. Yep. And, like, the thing is, it is complicated to spell. I don't think it's that complicated to say. No, I don't either. I remember being a kid and saying it, and it took me, like, one or two goes, and then I was like, yeah. oh. And Rose is here at oh. her big age of, like, 20 years old, and she's, like... 19, r- right? R- 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 uh, yeah, but I assume if it's been six months since the first... But, like, maybe she's older now. Yeah, but maybe, maybe. she had a birthday. Because mm. if it's been six months since that episode, how long are we supposed to believe it's been since... She met him. No, because that was the, the, oh, shit. Do we have a date in this episode anywhere? No, we just know that it's six months after. We don't have, like, a date. I mean, I guess we could try and check the newspaper, because but I'm not going to go to that no, effort. No, I don't. Because I know that everything kicked off in March. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. And it's like, whoops, it's been a year. Well, if it's cold, Oh, it's I guess it's been like... a year for... It's been a year, but she skipped that year. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, what, is it, like, 2007? At this point... I don't oh. know. I oh. don't know. Oh my god. Where is no, the be 2006 now, right? But it's 2005, right? When the yeah. show starts. Yeah, so, so Rose skips a year. To 2006. 2006. So this is like, we're going into 2007 now. Yeah. I hate this. Yeah. I hate time travel show. <laughs> Mint. Um, Stupid, silly time travel show. Making my brain do a big fuck. So the, then now, now is when we go to the TARDIS. Yes. And like, no, because... J- um, j- uh, uh, Captain Jack says, ride the concussion, baby. On the, did you get the name of it? On the Platinum Zoomerator. Yeah. Platinum Zoomerator 5000. Uh... I, bl- I believe that's a hoverboard from Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Platinum Zoomerator. Sweet. <laughs> I think it's from the first game. I have a note. Ride the concussion. Uh, Scott Summers joke for Katie. Ha ha ha. Ride the concussion. Who is she? That Jean Grey? That would just be riding his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would. The immediate agreement of. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it would. I will, you're so confident, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. G- Jean Grey. Catch me first in line. <laughs> Jean Grey and Emma Frost are lucky gals. Admit one. And probably also like Madeline Pryor as well. But like, I'm not going to get into the minutiae of it. <laughs> the cables in the TARDIS are everywhere. And yeah, it they, makes oh me feel God. sick to see. The cable management. I hate that. This is upsetting. The thing is as well, tripping hazard. Get some zip ties. Way all. Dinner in bondage. Marcus Ladine's fucking kinky. Okay, but actually what happens is they go to the TARDIS. Yeah, we're in the TARDIS, yeah. Because uh, this is where sort of like uh, the 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 thing is that the extrapolator will refuel the TARDIS faster. Yes. So they can leave in twelve hours. In now. twelve hours, yeah. Which is overnight, I guess. But that feels like at that point, okay, whatever. Y- yeah, yeah. It doesn't really make much of a difference because it's nighttime now. It's so they get there in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and they had to stay. Ish, I yeah. assume. And yeah. then it's nighttime back at the TARDIS. And then they say at first it would take like 24 hours, right? Take like a day. But now it's only going to take 12 hours. But it's already probably been about 12 hours. 
So, you so know, she what? just shave all the time away. Yeah, or six hours, like but, six more but, hours. Yeah. But hey, but it's 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 fine. There's I don't have many like notes on specific dialogue things that happen. I just think all of the dialogue in this episode is done really well, and none of it is like that's weird to say. It's good. It's good uh, as well. The the bit I think is very good is um when Margaret is like uh saying about how you know if they are gonna take her back to Raxcor. <laughs> to you just went on a rant about how it's not that difficult to actually say it's not that difficult to actually say and then you I'm fucked it up fucking stupid that's true but yeah like you know she's like if you take me back they will kill me then you are my executioners like all of you yeah um and question she... their morality make them fucking suffer yeah she says uh you're very quick to say so you're very quick to soak your hands in my blood which makes you better than me how exactly long night ahead let's see who can look me in the eye and then we get that great part where it cuts to all of them. And none of them can do and it. And they all look away. I think if one person should have done it, it should have been the doctor. Mm. He's, a, he's he's done genocide. He's got blood on his hands already. Yeah. Like, it's not... But it's, he's the one who has made this decision. Not the other three. Yeah. The doctor, his words, not my problem. He should be able to look her in the eye and go, well, I'm making this decision. I can live with it. And she said... Well, I'm sure she uh, says something to him about, like, you know, how this is how the... Um, which call it, the execution would go. This is what they would do. And and she says something about like, oh, and would you stay and watch? And he's like, what else could I do? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, it, it's, it's like a, a common decency thing. Yeah. Right? So he should, yeah. He should look her in the eye, actually. This is where Mickey, oh my Mickey gets told that I didn't need my passport. Fuck off. Yep. I'd have been on the next train home. I'd have been like, fuck you. <laughs> Also, Fuck you. They get out the TARDIS and Mickey goes, she does deserve it. She's a Slovenia. I don't care. <laughs> and these lines aren't delivered this way, but you always make everyone sound like a petulant kid. Yeah. And this is so um, funny. I can't do the voices that you can, so everyone just kind of sounds similar. Because I don't want to... You put the, the, the big... That's on. the one voice that I can do. You just do a Noel Fielding. Yeah. That's all you do. I'd love Noel. to do a Noel Fielding. Well, I mean, to be fair, you've got that look about you. What, the Northfielding look? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Like a desperate crow. Yeah. Yeah, you got that? Um, yes. <laughs> so then also Mickey's like, we could go have a drink, have a pizza or something. Oh, and then what does he offer afterwards? Shaggin. 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 Meat's um, back on the menu, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, well, he says we could go to a hotel, spend the night, I mean, if you want to. Which only means one thing, and she's like, yeah. Yeah, she says, okay, yeah. And then he says, is that all right? And she says, yeah. And she does a little tongue thing. But this is a thing as well, an odd jealous romance, because the doctor is looking on the screen at Mickey and Rose walking away, and, yeah. he's, like, and he's like, hmm. But then it's like, does the doctor think here that Rose wouldn't come back? Uh, right, so I'm wondering what, like, is this meant to imply a romance between the doctor and Rose that I've just not been picking up on? Because, and, and here's the thing, and I think it's just a part of Eccleston in general, is I don't get a boyfriend vibe from him for Rose. No, I don't. And I, I think from Tennant, I kind of get the the romance. They're they're both young and energetic, and you know that you know. But with Eccleston, I'm like, this feels a bit like it could be not not quite parental, but but a bit. It leans more well, towards fatherly than. Yeah, and as we see in you know, Father's poly- Day, it's, it's, it, the relationship between 
Nine and Rose, I can only describe as, you know when a dad pulls the kid in closer from the edge of the road? Yeah. And they're like, nah, away from there. That's how I feel about the Doctor and Rose. It's constantly that cycle. See, I don't know. I think it's like, I think it's a very complicated relationship that oh, the yeah. two of them have. But like, uh, you know, as we've seen in Father's Day, I think Pete and the Ninth Doctor are very similar. Yeah. Like they seem, you know, like I said, they seem to get on quite well. I feel like, you know, they would, they would be sort of like, not good friends, we know what I mean. Um... <clears throat> And, like, obviously, he is an older man. Rose is looking for a father figure. Also, she is having, like, boy trouble. And I think one of the things that, like, turns her off about Mickey is the fact that he is, like, kind of so cowardly at first. Mm. And the Doctor isn't. He's a big hero, man. So I think that it's one of those things where, like, I think at least on Rose's part, there is, like, kind of some romantic feeling there that maybe she is not 100% aware of. But then when he comes back, you know, looking like younger and more age appropriate, yeah. I think then it's full, full force. But I think there's like, you know, I think yeah. early on, I think season one relationship between the Doctor and Rose is that there is some feelings that they're not explicitly romantic, but you can read them as romantic. So while Mickey and Rose are... Canoodling. Yeah, having this moment, um, <laughs> the Doctor and Margaret go to dinner. They do. Jack does a little and Margaret actually jumps and I'm like, well, that's not scary. What are you doing? You are a big green monster alien. I was going to say, big, you are big, nine feet tall you, and you have claws the size of my forearm. Big claw, big claw lady. Just, it's fine. You can, look, if you really want, you can wear him like a shit wedding ring. It's, it's, you'll be okay. He'll make the sonic bling sound when you, <laughs> when you finger him through the torso. I don't really like that you've just said finger him through the torso. It's, fair. it's okay. It's fine. So when they uh gone on their little date, I don't know what they use as the prop for this dart. That's way too big to have shot out of her finger. Oh yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> the end of her finger would fucking explode. Like that it's so insane to me that that thing manages to come out of the very tip of her index finger and it looks like a bit of like raw pasta, like crunchy crunchy raw pasta or something. And I don't know what it is and it freaks me out. Is it like an extension of claw? I, I, I don't I hope not. That's even worse somehow to me. I'm like, uh, like the put kinda, that away. You know, like when like when you cut a fingernail, like is it that sort of thing? Maybe. I, I again, I fucking hope not. <laughs> I really don't want it. No. The thing is, any any way you look at it, it's horrible. But they go they go to dinner. The doctor has steak and chips. Yes, steak and chips. Oh, so British, so spoons. Yeah, okay, at one point here, Margaret says, tell me, Doctor, what do you know of our species? And then the Doctor's like, only what I've seen, and then counters every single and, thing. And then lies through his teeth. The thing about uh, this little date, and I do want to go back to a line that you have already mentioned. Um, uh, Maggie's a kink. She a, she a little, oh, she yeah, kinky, dinner in bondage. Kinky little queen, she a baddie. Uh, I just want to say to uh, the ideal ideal first date, dinner and bondage. <laughs> yes, please. Sign me up. I think it's, uh, it's, there's just, it's not funny, but like just the delivery is funny when she dinner says- Dinner and bondage. Oh no, not this. Hmm. <laughs> but when they go out, Margaret says to the doctor like, oh, do you even know what my name is? And um, he's like, okay, tell me your fucking name. And she goes like, blonde fell watch, pass me a day, yeah. you know, whatever. And he goes, nice to meet you, blonde. <laughs> and like- <laughs> Yeah, nice to meet Funny. you, blonde. I like the way that she delivers the dinner and bondage line is the same way that Jack Skellington at the end of What's This goes, Christmas Town? Hmm. And I'm like, all right, he's l- all right, hello there. Uh, again, I have not, like, I don't have notes about 
the dialogue. I just think this conversation's quite nice. I know it's macabre, but it's it's still a really nice thing to have. The she's very worries me about this whole death thing. We're to make it all about you. And oh my god, let's just say he's made his decision. Fair, it's fair enough to go worries me about this because, as she says, no, it's not. They prepare a thin acetic acid, lower me into the cauldron, and boil me. The acidity is perfectly gauged to strip away the skin. Internal organs fall out into the liquid and I become soup. Still alive, still screaming. But one of our trivia points for Slovene was that they engage in cannibalism. Do you Drink think they, soup. I was going to say, do you think they all bring in their straw for a bit of a blonde soup? It's like a big potluck. <gasps> blonde broth! <laughs> if we go back outside, this is where Rose is fatphobic. Oh my god, you don't even like Trisha Delaney! You don't even li- who are you to tell me what I like, lady? The thing is, as well, is that like she Rose says, um, she's nice. She's a bit big. And Mickey's response is, she lost weight. She maybe she did. And I'm like, why isn't your response like, but I like her? Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a you uh, collar pull. I'm like, yeah, he says, she's nice. She's a bit big, and she he goes, she lost weight instead of being like, yeah, she is nice. Who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Me? Probably Trisha Delaney as well. No, I, I mean, I, I mean about body size. Right. God, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sticking up for him. <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> oh yeah, who cares? <laughs> How shallow do you think? <laughs> We've been friends too no. long for you to think. Okay. Not in a way that I think you are shallow, in a way that I thought you were defending the writing here. I will have you know. So you assumed, I thought. I am defending the writing because I, I enjoy the idea that that Rose is the shallow one. Fuck her. Oh I my also... God, she's been so awful for most of this episode to Mickey. Uh, or, or at least not in this episode to Mickey, like throughout their relationship at least, that I'm just like, fuck you. So I'm okay for you to be written to, to sound like this mean bitchy girl because I, I want to hate you for a little bit. Just let me have that. Just for this, I have to feel sorry for you in shit next time. So let me have this bit of hate. What I think is very funny about this is that like, so they they come out of some bar or whatever, and Rose is doing this whole like monologue about the planets they've been to, and like you know, oh, we went to Woman Wept and it was lovely. Um, and he and, just he just says it. Yeah, and then Mickey just goes, "I'm going out with Trisha Delaney," and then they have this whole thing about like how he doesn't even like Trisha Delaney, and then Mickey's like, "Okay, so like tell us more about this planet then," and Rose just goes, "So that was it." That he is, he is like he's a very the, petulant child. Yeah, because he he just sort of brings it up out of nowhere. And I mean, oh, yeah. look, I ju- I'm just gonna say, Shagans off. You said that now. Uh, yeah, Rose is like midnight, right? We walk underneath these waves, a hundred feet tall, made of ice, and then he just goes, "I'm going out with Trisha Delaney." So were they on that midnight? Oh, well, this woman wept. Is that what the planet's called or the place? That's what the planet's called. Okay, right. Because I was like, oh, is this like the set that the, you know the second? It's one of the twenty-seven later? planets, by the way. Is it? Woman yeah, wept? Yeah, woman wept. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mickey in this is reasonable when he starts like shouting about you left me and all yeah, that stuff. And he's like, look, what am I... feel for him as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's also a really good performance. He's got tears in his eyes. Oh, he's yeah. like, he's actually like, come on. what? And what does she expect him to do? And even him saying like, I don't even need you to come and visit me all the time. I just need something every now and then so that I know you're alive and well. I'm like, that's not a relationship, though. So just why don't you just leave? Hey, walk away. Which he does at the end of this. He's like... The thing as well, though, that I like about this specifically is that, like, uh, 
he he literally like he knows that he will still continue to wait for her like he's not yeah. even gonna try and be like yeah. oh like he knows and i like that but also you say shagging's off mickey's he like he does offer it again he says we could ask about hotels and then rose goes what would trisha delaney say and to be fair what would trisha yeah that's, delaney that's say? true she would she would be fuming i i, I mean i think anyone would be like hey come on now what, <laughs> yeah what, like what come on mickey that, is that thunder is that thunder thunder i'm quoting rose yeah. So she says. She's I like, was legitimately hearing out. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw you stopping. I was like, she's not got it. No. <laughs> um, and then it also, the, I think it's the same two thunder rumbles that we get in uh, the restaurant. Yeah, probably. The same like sound um, effects, but like quieter. And Blonde is talking about murdering at like age 13 with, with no subtlety. She's like shouting about it in the restaurant, basically. She's just like, oh, yeah, did a murder. Yep. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> What can we do with that information? Um, does it does it say anywhere here how old she was? I think 13. I was made to carry out my first kill at 13. If I'd refused, my father would have fed me to the venom grubs. I'm a killer because I was born to kill. Yeah. And so, and she's not like, Doctor, I've been killing since I was 13. She's like, so I've been a... <laughs> I had no choice. I've been a murderous reptile. <laughs> like, so she I blink that. sideways, look. <laughs> She does it with her like Margaret skin suit on somehow. <laughs> the doctor's like about to dig into the stick. He looks, he's like, <laughs> the thing is though, like Gross. she's here saying all this, and then the, the doctor's like, "Can you hear that?" And she goes, "I'm begging for my life." Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, seriously, can you hear that?" Yeah, like whoa. <laughs> I am pleading with my executioner. Shut up a minute here. Well, she's taking a note out of Jack's book and trying to bed the executioner. There's <laughs> <laughs> just no hyper vodka, so she's no. not going to get her own way. So. Rose gets a well-deserved shouting at by Mickey. She does. But the thing is, so, like, the, there's thunder going on. But, like, it's bad. Like, you know, streetlights and windows are, like, yeah. like exploding. Oh, Cardiff cracks shit. like an egg. It's not great. And then Mickey's like, oh, go on then, run. It's him, isn't it? It's the doctor. It's always the doctor. It's always going to be the doctor. It's never me. You know, the bit in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. This isn't about you. <laughs> yeah. It's about me. Same energy. Like... Great part, great little, great little <laughs> yeah. bit from Mickey there. You know, it's, it's pretty good. I am very sad when he says it's never me. That's that's like an upsetting yeah, thing yeah. to shout. Um, but in this case, I probably would be running to the TARDIS here because it's the safest place to be. Yeah, I'd have been like, well, we need to go. Yeah. To the indestructible box. And also, I would probably want to lift home in the TARDIS. <laughs> Maybe like Mickey bought a return ticket oh, and like out no. of spite, he's like, I will I, get my money's worth. I'd, I would be like, you know what? I came here to give you a passport you didn't need from London. The least you can do is materialize for me. The thing is, like, I do this quite a lot. Um, like if I'm going home and I, I'm going to get like a bus home, I will be infuriated if I buy a return ticket and then someone's like, oh, I'll drop you off. I'm like, no, but I paid the whole yeah. money for that. I'm like, I, I appreciate the lift. Thank you so much. But also let me, let me, I paid for this. I got a bus here and uh, the man didn't listen to me. <laughs> I went, Good. I was like, can I have a day tripper? And he was like, two pound. And I was like, that's not enough for a day tripper. No, that's not, not, a, not at all. Normally it's like just under a five or like four pound 60 or something. That's, that's not correct. Is it? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, it was, uh, Ma- Maggie was evil all along. Oh. Yes, this was, this was the plan the whole time. This was, which I kind of hit. I kind of hit that like, this was the thing all along. I'm like, nah. 
I, like, I think the If thing... this was happenstance, I don't think it changes many of the events. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, this really makes everything that happened in the bistro feel insincere. Be- because if Margaret goes there, finds out that the board is doing something that's opening the rift, and then has the idea, she's like, oh, I can, I can use this. That's fine. Well, because the thing is... Because nothing changes. If, like, even even at this point, because we know, like, her plan was this power plant has to explode. Yeah. But clearly, there is no power plant in this situation. So it's just an escape plan. And well, this is the problem with the, with the bit, sort of the beginning as well, is when you see that she's sad on her own. So you're like, so these are genuine feelings that she's having. Yeah. Of, like, con- conflicting emotions and with her morality and stuff. And then you get to, to this, where it's like, she was evil all along. And it's like, but she clearly wasn't. And if you do take that, and you say, okay, she wasn't evil all along, but she stepped into the TARDIS now. She's seen that shit's hit the fan, and she can kind of steer that in her own yeah. favor. Okay, she she might have a morality well, crisis, that's, but she's like still greedy. Thing. That's her thing, right? Because like, she teleports away from the rest of the Slovene. Yeah, she's just selfish, like Jack. Yeah, and like that's Get out of dodge. that's fine. But I feel like I spent all this time being like, oh no, she's changed. She's like being actually legitimately sincere, and then it turns her out like, nope taught me a lot about people in real life actually <laughs> heart, go- heart goes out to you blunt elf watch passing me a day slithine pm me if you need anything hon much love hon it's just me and the kids from now on <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's an egg <laughs> it's an egg with braids <laughs> yeah she get she she's gonna get on that extrapolator and she's gonna kick flip yeah. the shit out of there but not actually no because she gets an arm out but like just an arm out Blunt Elf watch passing me a day, Slovene pro skater. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Tony Hawk. <laughs> this is when she does get that one arm out, or like just beforehand. Here's a little thing that I love. I like it when the TARDIS has like an allergic reaction to whatever the fuck's going on around it and sneezes out little sparks. It's like, yeah, it's like, no. And I'm like, yep, cool. Cool little sparks. Um, it's got hair fever to weird temporal shit. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I like the logistics of her just being able to get an arm out. Just ripping the sleeve off. Well, it's like if it's like when people cut the sleeves off of shirts to make tank tops, like Mac and Sunny. That's I realise that we make a lot of Sunny references on this show now that you've been watching it. Yeah, and we, we have, do. We, I'm like, and I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's love fine. Sunny. I also love that show now. Thank as well. you. And then, so what? This is like one of the funniest Ooh. shots in the world because her arm is beefy as when she's choking Rose. Yes, that's such a funny shot to me. Do you do you know the line that she says when she? What Rose says, oh, no, Margaret says. So she she grabs. I'll snap her like a promise. Yeah, right? one wrong move and she snaps like a promise. Promises don't snap; they break. That's uh, you're wrong. She, she couldn't say break like a promise because then she'd be ripping off Taylor Swift, and we couldn't be. I that. don't listen to her music, so I don't. You call me up again it. just to break me like a promise, so casually cruel in the name of being honest. That joke for one sh- specific listener. I can't. Oh, oh <laughs> she's gonna love you for that. <laughs> this is just that's just for you, babe. <laughs> You know who you are. There's not any other crossover between you know, you Doctor know, Who and Taylor Swift. You know who you are. <laughs> and we're not going to tell you about this until you hear it. Yeah. So, happy for you. The Doctor has... So Yeah, so how does the heart of the TARDIS open? Is it just like, oh shit? Is That's it like a, thing, Is it like the, the TARDIS's bra strap comes undone and its tits fall out? And, <laughs> and this is how it goes. Because they... Well, they close it afterwards. Yeah. The Doctor's like, everybody look away. Look away. Give well, it some I, decency. I don't know... Because I was like, is he triggering this? Is it rift shit? Like, okay. what is happening? Here, here you go. All that it says here that I can see is Rose says, what's that light? And then the doctor says, the heart of the TARDIS, the ship's alive, you've opened its soul. Well, she didn't do it because she was hostage at the time, so it mm. wasn't her. 
it just sort of opens, I guess. And then Maggie looks into it. Well, is it something she does with the extrapolator? Maybe. Yeah. I'm okay, okay with no, just here being you like, go. it opens. Here you go. While I ride this board over the crest of the Inferno all the way to freedom, stand back, boys, surfs up, and then it just says the TARDIS console cracks open, bright light hits Margaret. Okay, cool. Maybe it's the TARDIS being like, fuck you, because the TARDIS does sometimes do that. Yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like it every time the TARDIS has like a bit of like a... Only because its only victim is Clara and you hate Clara. <laughs> the TARDIS like absolutely bullies the shit out of Clara sometimes. Um, and you hate her. I do. <laughs> and so when you see I her do. get bullied, you're like, nah. The, 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 so then she turns into egg. Egg. Then she become egg. And the only, the, the only problem I have with this bit is the Doctor has like one theory and it's immediately correct. He's like, well, I don't even know the power of the well, heart of the TARDIS, the which you is... do because next episode we talk about the heart of the TARDIS and you clearly know that it is actually got a lot What's... of power that you know of. The thing is, they say that the, I mean, it's it's a huge day of ex machina. Yeah, yeah, 100%. really. But the thing is that they say that the TARDIS is telepathic, right? Yeah. So I am fine with the fact that like somehow this works because I have to be fine with it. Like I don't like yeah. it, but I will go okay, sure, for the mm, for the sake right. of it. Because like you know, yeah, at this point as well, we're at the end of the episode, right? Like th- this is the final scene. We've got no more. We've got nowhere else to go. We've got nothing else to do. They say that she's an egg about four times. Yeah, she's an egg. But if someone you knew became a skin suit and, and an egg and then you rummaged through it and found an and egg and you found an egg. Like the thing is as well, like at least they didn't scramble it. At least they weren't like, well, that's breakfast sorted tomorrow. We'll have a bit, of, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a blondlet. Are you okay? Get out of my fucking house. <laughs> blonde, I do it for you. <laughs> fucking blonde. Um, we're back. Um, she's not just like a regular egg, though. She's not like, you know, a chicken's oh, egg. No. She's got little... She's got tassels? Yeah. She's got little little egg tassels? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know that it's uncouth to laugh at your own jokes, but it's repeating on me, sorry. Much like the bloodlet. <laughs> Unprofessional, it's giving me acid reflux. <laughs> yeah, so Rose says, she's an egg, and then Jack goes, she's an egg? And then the doctor's like, she can start again, live her life from scratch. And, and then Rose, Rose goes, goes she's, she's an, an egg. egg. <laughs> then the doctor says, she's an egg. It's so nice. At least they all know what an egg is. Like if you, if you, if, like yeah, there's Rose no goes, issue She's here. an egg, and Jack goes, "What the fuck is an egg?" <laughs> she's an egg. Jack slams his hand on the console. There's more sparks. Like she's a what? <laughs> Do you think it would be green? The egg. Yeah. I mean, we don't see it in a good enough light, but I mean, probably. I would hope so. It's like, it looks some... like a brownie color. I do not know enough about the makeup of eggs to be able to debate this. But obviously, like the oh. the yolk is like yellow. And oh, the you mean oh, you mean white. inside? Yeah, like yeah, the yolk oh, is yellow. The albumin is white. But I vaguely remember there, there being you know, a, was there a Slovene egg in Sarah Jane at one point? It I don't was like know. pale and white. Because part of me is like chicken. Chicken sometimes yellow, so then inside yellow, and then therefore I'm like Slovene green, so egg be green. Then Rose goes back out to look for Mickey. Yep, she realizes she sees him. She doesn't. She does. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. She watches him walk away. I could swear she doesn't. She, I'm sure, like, she sees him 
and then she chooses to go like she chooses to leave him like she chooses to not go over and be like we're that, leaving that could now. be entirely right i might have been writing a note as this happened about 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 how she does not see him i was like oh she doesn't look away or she doesn't look towards him and then she there you go yeah him. it's like here yeah so she doesn't see him no no he sees her sorry nice, nice to be right <laughs> let me correct myself it's 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 always nice for me to get something right because i know that you have this basically downloaded into your head That's completely true. um but yeah, so which I mean, and and look, we've got it on. We've just sort of rewatched that bit. But look, look on screen, you can see sort of under her eye, like she is actually sad. Oh yeah, um, because well, she goes, they go back into the TARDIS, yeah, and then um, the Doctor, speaking of you know the egg, Margaret Slytherin can live her life again, a second chance, and then Rose says that'd be nice. nice, yeah, and that's the note that we end the episode on. And I'm pretty sure I say this uh, very early on, maybe in the first episode, even when we are discussing the nature of. Um, Mickey and Rose's relationship. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I said that, that my theory is that they are two people who have been together a long time from like a young age. Mm. And realistically, they should have broken up, but it's the comfort of like, I have been with you for so long sort of thing. Yeah, And no, this kind of reinforces this to me because I think like Rose will get over Mickey very quickly because I think she would realize that them not being together is for the best. Yeah. However... I think she does have quite like deep feelings for him, or at least she used to, because she is, like I say, she is like legitimately upset there. Oh, oh, hundred percent. She does say as well. She's like the doctor's like, "Where's Mickey?" Yeah, and she says, "Well, he's you know he deserves he deserves better." I wrote my note says Rose was crying, and yes, he does deserve better. He does deserve better. Yeah, <laughs> like it's sad. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but, but like, here's the weird thing: is like you're in a time machine. You can date. You can just travel back to 10 seconds afterwards. Yeah. And, and that would be fine. Yeah. Just, just write down the date and time you left and you can be back. And we see this happen with Clara. Yeah. She she consistently is able to date. She struggles to do it, but she manages it. I really... The, one of the things... We'll talk about it when we get there, obviously. But I think you know the scene that I'm on about when she is like literally walking out of restaurant doors into the TARDIS. Yes. And then she'll like walk out of the TARDIS and then straight into like the restaurant you know and yeah and i think that's like fun i like the way yeah, that, that is. yeah I, I thought you were gonna hit, like hit on that for a second i was gonna be like this is this that i think that whole episode is is pretty it's pretty all right let's listen right the one person i hate more than clara oswald is danny pink who is it no but i dislike them both very much okay well we'll get to that and don't yeah. even get me started on a shoulder we'll get we'll get to that in a few seasons <laughs> uh, what would you rate this out uh, of five i gave it a four me too Oh, uh, <laughs> I think we did watch this one separately. Yes, uh, unlike yesterday's. I mean, last week's. Ha ha. Uh, we did not continuity. Watch, we did not watch that and record it yesterday because we're struggling to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I I would like the thing is, I used to think that I didn't like this episode because in my mind I was like, it's not serious. It's and then the one off. It's the yeah. You know, I was like, I'm a teenager and I'm angry all the time for no reason. So I was like, it's not serious. I don't like it. But right now. Yeah. Oh my God, I love this so much. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a fun little adventure with some pals. But also, it kind of goes deep a little bit. It's like going home. Yeah. That's that's how I see all the Back to Earth episodes. I'm like, okay, we go yeah. home for a, for a bit. Yeah, Check no, in. I, I like this one. Check in before you have your tea. I think it went from being an episode, just through like me watching it more and appreciating yeah. it more, it went from being an episode that I was like, okay, 
like you know this is this is fine because normally i would just skip from the other two parts straight into the season finale but now i'm like no i specifically hold boomtown up not as one of the best episodes of season one but it's one of my favorites oh yeah 100 percent. i can't wait till we get to our end of season ranking in like a few i mean i guess podcast wise it'll be in a few day a few weeks sorry but for us it'll probably be in like maybe a week yeah that's freaky i'll be 23 by the time we do that i hate that i hate that for me big man yep no I'm going to backpedal that immediately. Nope. The next time, what did you give it? Um, Like, fucking five out of five, mate. Oh, did you? Like, I. the thing is, these next time rings, I'm just purely going, how much do I want to watch this? Okay. Like, how pissed off am I that I have to be like, okay, start taking notes. You know? <laughs> to ruin the episode. Because I'm myself. like, it's just so easy no, to autoplay. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, I might be, I might, you might hate me here. What have you put? 3.5. No. Yeah. This is only because, and there's a few reasons for this. Initially, you know, you get the robot versions of... of, uh, Trini and Susanna and also Anne. Android. (laughs) No, I mean, like, so you you get the Big Brother stuff, you get the Weakest Link stuff, and is it How Look Good Naked is the other one? No, it's... um, What is it? Oh my god! I'll tell you what. I'll do. I know what it's called. Because when they vaporize his clothes, I always assumed that's what it was. No, because that, mean, even... that was Gok One, and this yeah, is a play gonna... on Trini and Susanna. I was gonna say even that's a, a deeper cut. I don't even think that's a thing anymore. But those what not to wear. What not to I wear? I think it was. Yeah. What what those um those sort of TV shows, you know the the reality stuff and the quiz shows. Yeah. They're just not for me in general. So oh. if, if you base an episode around that, that is a turn off for you me. You bet that I love this. And then the bigger problem, after, I'm not saying it's not done well because it is. We'll get to that next week. But then my problem after that is, why would you show me the Daleks? They're in the last, um, come on, stop giving me the big reveals. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I think. The, you could have shown us the fleet because we have not seen a Dalek ship That's by true. this point. You could have shown us the fleet and been like, oh my God, I've seen those ships. What are they? And you're like, Jack knows what they are. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. And then you get to this reveal of they are the Daleks. No, you did what you did in The Empty Child in order to spoil the reveal again. I think that it does. I think it's pretty good. Um, Just as a concept, it's just like twisted reality show. That's like, it seems like an episode of Doctor Who. But I feel like maybe someone made the choice in putting this like sort of like promo together to be like, oh, well, they need something else to grab them. And and Satellite 5 does go deeper than just, you know, the Doctor has a hand in this. Oh, yeah, right. And it's not even like a small thing. So I'm I'm fine with with that, but I was annoyed by like these aren't my types of TV shows anyway, which doesn't annoy me, but it makes me not excited to watch. Well, I just feel a bit impartial on it, so I yeah. almost gave it a, like a middle of the road ish, like two point five three. And then when it spoiled that, I was like, I was like, you know what? That's exciting for me. You know what is? No, like I almost a gave it a little high, bit sorry, and then I made it lower. I was going to give it a four, and then went down to three point five when it when it, when I saw the Daleks. <laughs> I I googled Trini and Susanna for this because I can't remember the name of the show, and yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. And then there is they have a section on their Wikipedia for popular culture, and it's like they've been parodied many times on whatever. Uh, there was a bit in an episode of French and Saunders, and then also a Gordon Ramsay thing. Yeah, Doctor Who is not mentioned. <laughs> so, do you want to know some trivia? Well, we got trivia this week. Well, yeah, just trivia. A bit. Um, that is the the different planets that Rose talks about going to. Yeah, like women wept and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. she's she obviously she says they went to woman wept, which is mentioned in obviously the stolen earth. But she also says they went to Justica, which um that is a novel. Oh. Um The Monsters Inside. 
that's novel before that after this episode was um uh, i we know? think it was after oh, okay. i'm not sure right. but guess guess who were the aliens in that one was it the slovene it was the blatherine oh was it yeah oh then it's definitely after um also there was two there was a bunch of like different titles that i found for this episode online that's weird which like the french one uh, which translated as the cardiff explosion the Japanese one, which translated as the Sorrowful Slitheen. And then apparently, oh. like, the working title of this was Dining with Monsters, which I think is well, quite, monsters quite good. Gets, maybe. And apparently Russell T. Davies joked at one point that a better name of this episode should be uh, would be a What Should We Do With Margaret? And I kind of think that's funny. I, I like these, like, whimsical names, but I don't think they work as well as, as episodes. I mean... I, um... I kind of like dining with monsters, but I think it's like I like that. It's too loose. I don't like it when this. I don't like it when they refer to something specifically as a monster, like love and monsters and stuff. I don't like. I don't know why I don't like that. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of it. When a kid is, sees an alien in Doctor Who and is like, "Ah, a monster," then obviously I understand it. Yeah. But when when it's in like an episode title, I'm like, "But we know that there's you know they're yeah. all aliens. They're not. They're it's not." Kinda, like, it kind of sounds mean. Maybe in Tooth and Claw, I'll let you off. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this this episode was intended as a little character piece to explore one the consequences of the Doctor's actions in terms of like you know last time with yeah. the Slovene, and also the consequences of this traveling lifestyle with like Rose and Mickey. Yeah, have you ever written? I mean, I've like my own. Have dumb... I ever written? Yes, yeah. once or no, twice. My own dumb name for them, like no, I mean like a sample chapter or something to get to be like <laughs> no. oh to be like oh I need to figure out a character a bit, and so you just write a bit about them on their own for like a page or two. Oh, I did that. For my thing. For D&D? No, for oh, did you? my assignment. Okay. Yeah. I have a folder for those. It's called Throwaways, where I'm like, I'm just going to yeah. write a throwaway chapter and that's going to go in that folder and then... Maybe something. Yeah, may- maybe yeah. at some point I'll pull them back out. <coughs> We're both creative writing students, by the way. I feel like that... that I feel like if we haven't mentioned that, that's worth yeah, mentioning. That feels When relevant. we talk about writing and stuff, <laughs> that, that is We're why. We're actually super qualified about it. No, we're not. Ha <laughs> ha. Not yet. <laughs> the Radio Times synopsis of this episode yep. was uh, the doctor comes across someone he thought was long dead and apparently a bunch of viewers were like it's the master and I can only imagine the disappointment being like wow oh, the master and then so Margaret Slitheen turns up that's yeah uh, oh no <laughs> oh no um, also the heart of the TARDIS this is like the first appearance of the heart of the TARDIS I guess and almost last yeah um, but also, actually, it's not the first appearance of the Heart of the Tardis, actually. In the classic series, it was uh, mentioned in Terminus, which is an episode. What are you doing? It's the Heart, it's the heart of the Tardis. <laughs> hate that, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, it's the fifth Doctor story is Terminus. Oh. And it, in this, the Heart of the Tardis is like a little weird like engine thing, and it kind of fucks oh. up the Tardis, and because Bl- the Black Guardian makes Turlo take it out of there for sabotage. You are not. I'm not, you're not speaking English to me right now. This is not. <laughs> when we watch Classic I'll be like, oh, I understood that now. You're going to be like. Oh. I'm looking forward to that being like a first time watch for me. I am so unbelievably excited. But let's get back to trivia. Yay. Also, the, this point, like canonically, because yes. of Torchwood. And speaking of Torchwood, uh, at one point they have a clipping of Margaret Slovene in the Torchwood like information office. Oh, that's nice. From, from this newspaper, I think. There are three Captain Jacks in Cardiff at this point. Like, uh, there are three separate Captain Jacks. There is the the one with the Doctor, who goes there. But then there is Captain Jack, who is already on Earth, with the Torchwood team. Not the Torchwood team in terms of the context of the show. But he he already has a Torchwood team, and apparently he locked them all in the hub that day, so they wouldn't bump into him. And then also, 
I will not tell you really anything else because spoilers. For Torchwood. For Torchwood, yeah. But then there is another Captain Jack as well. I hate that. Because of like a timeline thing in, which again, spoilers, but there are three Captain Jacks. Oh, we'll Just find out. in about, At well, some point in the next few weeks slash months, we'll begin Sarah Jane as well, I, I guess. We and finally, final point. Final point. Margaret Slidine is the mayor of Cardiff. And she is the mayor of Cardiff because the previous mayor was killed in London by Autons. Is that like continuity for the... Yeah, for Rose. Okay, that's, that's like he, that's cool. I guess like he was in London on that day and was killed yeah. by them. Well, whoopsie for him. Yep. I mean, there's no point in doing alien trivia. We know it. We know it. We've um, been there. Also, there is only... There's only one death added to the death count this week. Oh, the Mr. dude at the beginning. Cleaver. Yeah. I was like, she spared that lady. Come on. Yeah. Only. I mean, I'm only counting on-screen deaths. Yeah. So, you know. And Clive. Yeah. Everyone else who away, died. But uh, he's dead. Oh, yeah. But like death in context of an episode, you know? Oh, yeah. That's the show this week, guys. That's Boomtown. That's that's all of it. Yeah. That's the whole thing. We've got the finale coming Ooh, up. Are you excited? Uh, yeah. Are you just so pumped about it? I'm... You're just so jazzed. I'm personal achievement and i'm kind of like oh we, we, we did, did a, a we did a whole season yeah worth of like weekly uploads too without missing a day i hope oh god please sir, i haven't missed a day by then we are dw rewind everywhere uh still because we're not changing it so if you already follow it congratulations leave your phone alone don't touch anything if you don't follow it get on your phone immediately put it down, put it down now what, what? the phone because everyone's gonna go and unsubscribe after this episode don't do that people are gonna you stop sh- listening no, now. you you should you should do the other thing you should follow us yeah, thank should, you. To that's what you should do. All of our wonderful listener. And as well, let us know what you think of Boomtown. Do you yeah. hate it? Why do you hate it? Do you love Why it? Why do you hate Why it? Why do you love it? Why do you hate it? Come on now. Love it more than you hate it. Love it, please. It's good. I hate with, it more than you love it. Come with us to Love Town, where you <laughs> can love... <laughs> I'm done. The, I'm the, done. The, I'm the, gonna... first, the first five downloads, we'll get a free blomlet. <laughs> free breakfast on us. Uh <laughs> Bye. Oh, I was going to say Boomtown next week. Bad Wolf next week. Bad Wolf next week. Yep. Bye. Bye bye.